Only on Fox this Christmas. It's the White House not really presidential mass free Hanukkah Christmas COVID concert. Yes, enjoy the last days of your Republican death cult by sitting around a creepy Christmas tree sharing spit and mucus and bodily fluids with our special guest stars. Rudy Giuliani, that guy from the My Pillow ad, Ted Cruz, Mitch McConnell, John Denver, John Denver's body, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, the Brady Bunch kids, your 80-year-old grandmother, and two guys with guns in a pickup truck who maybe molested you in high school. And with a special song by Gary Busey and Kid Rock singing the classic holiday songs, The 12 Days of COVID. All I want for Christmas is a respirator. I saw Mommy giving CPR to Santa Claus. With a special live message from our dark imperial lord of perpetual darkness, Rupert Murdoch and the Jerry Hall dancers. That's the Fox White House Not Really Presidential Mass Free Hanukkah Christmas COVID Concert. Be there, or I'll send you a pipe bomb and stand in your front lawn, fucker. Australia, from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious Bill Show Studios, it's time for the Bill Show Politics This Week, and now here are your hosts, Bill and Randy. Hello, Randy. Hello, Willie. How are you? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Well, take a check, put... Put your finger in, pull it out. Is the wind cold? Okay, wait a minute. Thank you. Oh! Stun. Yeah. You're a bit tight today. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's good to talk to you. It's- we're gonna tr- you tell the folks we've got to try to be as funny as we can because yeah. we're, we're a comedy bo- podcast, but there's nothing funny about what's going on in the world. Well, I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like kind of like enjoying uh, myself because uh, the thing is, is I'm watching all this news from America and uh, it's just awful. And uh, we just got freed up. So, you know, I, I you know, it's, it's, it's really awful to be actually here and doing okay and watching from a distance as you see uh, your hometown in, in lockdown and these interviews yeah. with uh, emergency technicians. So it's yeah. it's not really funny. Uh, it's like what are the political comedy podcast? What are you gonna do? Um, so you know that's that's one of the things. Hello, folks. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, listener. Can we start again? <laughs> no, I like that. Hello, listener. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are here once again to review the craziness that is the American political scene, and uh, we have. Uh, Experienced a lot, and uh, it's now time for our roundup, ladies and gentlemen. So, in the past two weeks, we find out what has been happening. I would like some news music, please. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, news, 
get the little kids band. Yeah, I'll get the little kids out here. And all right, here we go. So yeah, they've got a they got they've been rehearsing a little band. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Bill Show Band in the background. Uh, yeah. While here in Australia, we're now going to going maskless. Donald Trump's death telethon continues as the tote board mm. is up to 3,000 dead every day. 3,000 Americans dead every day. More Americans have died of COVID during the Trump presidency than during seven full years of combat in Vietnam. We are now approaching a time when the death toll every day will be more than 9-11. The White House looked at these stunning statistics and snapped into immediate action. It was time to party. Here's a little bit. Of the party went on. <laughs> Think of yourself in the French Revolution, okay? So the peasants are dying outside. But look what was going on at the White House in the last two weeks. Here you go. We love you, Mr. President! President Trump made a grand entrance at the White House Christmas party. <laughs> Leaked images from the private event showed a large crowd of Trump loyalists enjoying the festive decorations. But this is the yellow room, and this is the state tree, where they have ornaments from all the states. Guests stood shoulder to shoulder to hear the president speak, many not wearing masks. In one video, you can hear someone coughing. <laughs> Trump pretty much confirmed he plans to run again in 2024. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany was asked about the Christmas party today. Is it setting a good example for the public for the White House to be holding in-person holiday parties at a time when the CDC and other organizations are asking Americans to forego those kinds of celebrations for their own safety? Yeah, so, you know, if you can um, loot businesses, burn down buildings, engage in protest, um, you can also go to a Christmas party. Yes, that was the angel of death dressed as Malibu Barbie, Kelly McEnany. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Using the rhetorical equivalent of I'm rubber and you're glue, everything you say about me bounces off me and sticks to you to accuse a Reuters reporter of looting and rioting without wearing a mask to justify sipping champagne and sharing an all-you-can-eat salad bar with the other evil fuckfaces in the most uplifting display of empathy since the French Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill, you lie. There would never be a salad bar at a Trump oh, party. Oh, fuck me, man. <laughs> be big, big, Mar big Mac bar. Party games at this Yuletide <laughs> celebration included bobbing for phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't choke. <laughs> Pin the tail in the respirator no, and <laughs> skeet shooting elderly COVID patients on the White House lawn. We uh, we actually have a we oh, actually have a oh. Bill show. Bill Show found a tape oh. of it. Here it is. They are my people. I am their sovereign. I love them. Oh. In other news, White House lawyer and <laughs> melting chocolate ice cream cone and your crazy Uncle Earl on meth, Rudy Giuliani has finally contracted COVID. Religious leaders around the world have prayed for the White House lawyer. The Pope prayed through a translator at the Vatican today. Oh, great and powerful father, Donald Trump has COVID. Rudy Giuliani has COVID. 
Why aren't they not sick, eh? I don't quite get this. Oh, Heavenly Father, are you just fucking with us now? Well, the good people, they die, and the evil ones are having a fucking party? I, I don't want to say that you are slipping, Lord, but back in the old days when you smited the wicked, they stayed smited. They didn't have a fucking Christmas party and run a fundraiser. Hey. For fuck's sake, you make me think that you're drinking again. You are a mean drunk, oh Lord. In God's name, amen. Yeah, that's what the Pope said, Randy. Uh, well, yes, and, and the translation was spot on. P perfect. It was spot on. I don't know how yeah. we got the tape. You yeah. know, thank God. You know, it wasn't me, Randy. It was the Pope that said that. Yeah. The Pope. Try, try suing the Pope. Ah, <laughs> uh, but COVID didn't stop the GOP guard party goers. Uh, where are they? Where the hell am I? Okay, fine. Um, uh, uh, but G COVID didn't stop the GOP party goers from gushing about their retarded and violently delusional president, according to the Washington Post today. Some corners of the GOP, including members of Congress, are refusing to let the coronavirus intrude on their holiday gatherings and in-person fundraisers. Can I have a little? Uh, can I have a little holiday road music? Something because you know, if you, if you're going to have a party, now's the time. Uh, meanwhile, discussions are on their way about. Uh, oh, this is this is really cute. Uh, the coronavirus intrude on their holiday gatherings, whether it's on the slopes of Utah or in the steakhouses in Washington. Meanwhile, discussions are underway about holding a conservative uh, political action conference, a massive yearly affair, in person early next year, according to multiple sources. It's an honor to be invited to the White House for anything. <laughs> It's special to see the decorations, said pro-Trump commentator and ass-kisser <laughs> Harlan Hill. Uh, I think it's important that we go, that we show that we support the president and uh, that our support hasn't wavered through this election fraud scandal. Another uh -huh. person who plans... To, yeah, it's serious. Another person who plans to attend one of the Christmas batches at the White House added, Why wouldn't we? <laughs> No, because you're dead or uh, hey, yeah, the there's hospital, a yeah. there's a party down the Führer bunker. You want to go? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious, Who said man. The show we might isn't never funny, Bill. Who said the show isn't funny? <laughs> we might never get a chance to see him. You know, <laughs> I know he's gonna die soon, but you know. Come on, come on, guys! Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I want to see? Why wouldn't I want to see Goering? Why? <laughs> and and Heinrich Himmler, what a guy! He's life of the party. Yeah. And, he, and he killed all nine of his kids first. Yeah. Oh Christ, man! Yeah. Harlan Hill is the type of guy who sends a family photo for Christmas in front of a festive light display, with the words. Fuck you, Grandma, in the message line to the nursing home. Grandma Aww. choked on her own, choked on her own phlegm alone among strangers. But golly, the lights are nice this year. <laughs> Just what an asshole. A ski trip fundraiser in Utah scheduled for early next month, hosted by Senator Mike Lee, Republican Utah, and Senator-elect Roger Marshall is still on. 
Hitting the slopes in Utah. Cool. Uh, Utah ski resorts are open. Uh, Representative Kevin Brady hosted a small dinner Monday evening for an outgoing Texas Republican at Joe's Seafood, an upscale surf and turf restaurant near the White House. At Bull Feathers, another popular watering hole on Capitol Hill for lawmakers and staffers, a group of maskless patrons were seen packed together in tight space while eating and drinking, according to a picture that went viral on Twitter last week. Meanwhile, Randy, Americans are getting no help from the government as they die in emergency wards because of re-elected Republican Senators Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and their support for a complete blockade to assistance for Americans. Uh, This is something that I just cannot get my head around. That uh, the Republicans, uh, you know, this is what I say by not funny. I can't make a joke of this. Um... We have assistance. Let me let me give you an idea of what's going on outside the United States. In the United Kingdom, the conservative government, led by Prime Minister Boris Johnson, has extended relief to workers that has been set to expire a lifeline for millions of contending with new lockdowns across the country. He's going to be extending those. In Germany, officials approved more funding to compensate businesses affected by health restrictions. And in Canada, a new budget plan lays out more aid to businesses in hard-hit sectors, uh, including to complement ongoing subsidies for workers, including $2,000 a month for those that have lost their jobs or income due to the pandemic. Now, we are granting those kind of things here. And we are keeping, yeah. we are spending up big, but you you have to, otherwise the economy collapses. Uh, the society the society collapses. Yeah, absolutely. Now the U.S. has gone in the opposite direction, letting benefits for workers and businesses expire with no agreement yet in Washington, and there's a reason for that. Um, the Republicans are holding up this agreement. I'm going to tell you why, and. Um, I'm going to let that stand as the most evil thing that I can think of. Uh, The people that sit here and talk about it just being Trump, it's not just Trump, it's the Republican Party. Um, This came out in the last two weeks. Republicans have repeatedly rejected Democrats' demand for $150 billion in funding for state and local governments, and Democrats have been equally opposed to a GOP request for a sweeping liability ban. That's what this shit is about. That's what these these guys are withholding assistance to people in danger doing a plague. Yeah. To protect corporations. Yeah. Blackmail. Blackmail. And force them to work and force workers to work in unsafe conditions. There's a sinister reason why McConnell is banned of traitorous rodents, which they are. And, of course, it's the chance to cover the ass of greedy corporate donors who would be able to compel workers to work during the plague if they got, if they got sick. And then they could go fuck themselves. If they get sick, there's no comeback. There's no comeback. Yeah. Uh, and there's this uh, Time magazine did an article on it, and I'm just going to read a bit from it. Uh, like millions of American workers, Mercedes Taylor, an overnight security guard at Houston's William P. Hobby International Airport, has been forced amid the worsening pandemic 
to make a grim calculation. As a 69-year-old asthmatic with high blood pressure, Taylor is susceptible to complications from COVID-19, but her need for a paycheck outweighs her concerns for her health. It's a frustrating position to be in, Taylor says. While the airport has provided workers with masks and hand sanitizers, she says management has not yet been forthcoming when employees test positive. It alarms me that they don't feel the need to tell you that you might want to go and get tested. You may have been exposed, she said. Her frustration increased this week when she learned that the Congressional Republicans' new COVID relief bill includes a proposal that would shield nearly every public and private organization, including her airport, from any legal liability if any workers got sick on the job. Taylor said, we're going to be getting $12 an hour. You know how many sick days she's got? None. So what the fuck is she supposed to do? Well, the Republicans would hope she would just die real quick or just work till she died. Taylor says, for them to be concerned about the liability of employers and them not being sued versus the employees who've been consistently showing up for work and providing a service, I'm very disappointed. Well, I don't think you should be very disappointed. I think you should be fucking pissed off. It's wrong. It shows you how low these people are. It shows you exactly how low they can go. It, it just stuns I me. Think, uh, he, I don't know your take, I Randy. think uh, here in Australia, we just look at that and, and are just bewildered. I mean, you have to take care of everybody in society or you lose the society. Mm. You don't have the, the – it's, it's about the people, not about the jobs, not about the, the technology. It's about the people. Yeah. I cannot believe that uh, we have several uh, programs here with stimulus payments, uh, job keeper, yep. uh, that where we actually pay people who can't work or who are in professions that have been closed down. I mean, we really did drop the shutters here, and we have now had forty-seven days without uh, infections. That's correct. But I mean, the, the uh, other thing is, and, and deaths. We yeah. have uh, the the uh, the Victorian government here, the state government, and the federal government yeah. are are uh, literally. And now that we've got COVID done, uh, they're announcing huge public works programs. To, yeah. to re- improve the infrastructure, to invest yeah, we'll that to work. money yeah. that you're getting now, not only in salaries for workers who are going to buy shit, but also for uh, doing infrastructure that's going to make uh, Melbourne a better place to live and a better place to attract business here. Now, I yeah, and that's how we yeah, that's how we got out of the uh, global financial crisis in 2008 yeah. as well. Yeah. By stimulating the economy with two two thousand two one thousand dollar payments to every single person yep. who took it out and spent it, we we got out of the global financial crisis in the black. Yep, we did. We were we had a surplus before this yeah. COVID shit. We did. We had yeah. a surplus. When was the last time the United States had a fucking surplus? I think it was Clinton. Clinton had a surplus. The, you know, I'm just so sad. You know, they get they also not only do they have three more people die every day than Pearl Harbor. Or 9-11, mm-hmm. but also 100,000 people a day yeah, I, are hospitalized. I just, not, not just get infected, are hospitalized. 
Where are they putting yeah, them? Yeah, I know. It's it's uh, there's a. Um, uh, there's a. Uh, I saw an interview on MSNBC with the emergency room doctors, and I swear to God, it's it's shocking. And I have a friend of mine who's at Brigham and Women's Hospital right now in Boston, and uh, he's already been isolated once. I'm scared to death for him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's uh, unforgivable. And if you're talking about what we should do with the Republican Party, um, if there's any talk about not holding these people in literally, first of all, sedition, because what, they, what they've done during this whole thing uh, with the Supreme Court, I mean, they to- got tossed out of the Supreme Court the other day, like anything. He's sitting there. Yeah. What he's basically doing is he's trying to keep his power base with him. And uh, yeah. as long as 70 million, 80 percent of the Republican Party are brainwashed idiots— uh, they're they're prepared to uh, commit treason, which is what they're yeah. doing. What the the, the congressman who uh, got behind the Texas thing? Yeah. Somebody's actually saying they're they're guilty of sedition. They should not be seated. In no, the they should not be seated in the Congress. Yeah. yeah, you know it's about time. Really, seriously, if if we don't find some way to punish the Republican Party when it literally commits treason. And that's what this is. You have violence in the streets. You have fascists, literally, literal fascists, literally neo-fascists in the streets, knifing people right now. Yeah. You know, and if you don't, if we don't hold the Republican Party responsible, either electorally or legally, for this stuff, you're yeah. never going to get anything done, and you're going to have violence because that's what this guy's oh, about. Uh, this is playing. And, and what about him saying to, uh, supposedly, to Amy Coney Barrett, what did I hire you for? Yeah, really. When she voted against him, uh, uh, voted against the Texas uh, mm. uh, thing. What did I hire yeah. you for? You know, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't know. He's <laughs> hiring at the Dairy Queen. I don't, I have no idea. Uh, listen, that's about it. Uh, I, I, uh, do I have anything else? Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> We've got some great music I some, and comedy. And yeah, we got some music and comedy, like that, guys. Yeah. Listen, uh, we'll be back in just a moment, and uh, we'll get some uh, good satirical stuff uh, that, uh, you know, kind of to share with you for this week, this yeah. last two weeks in satire. This uh, alleged comedy alleged show. Alleged comedy <laughs> show. Oh, well, the first part I tried. Okay, I tried. Yeah, we all tried. We all and it is. It's irony can be. Funny. Irony is funny. God, I hope so. Okay, guys, we'll be back in. We'll be back in just a minute. Uh, right here on show two six four kids. Look, there's Joe. 
riding in on that commuter train. And he's not insane. Oh, Lord, 2020, you sure tried it, honey. We've all had enough. We need our sanity back. Everybody's waiting for a man with a plan to make us feel normal The musical. 2020. Oh, what a journey. How has one year felt like 30? January in America. Trump is impeaching America. More primaries in America. New World War III in America. Trump's in the clear in America. Harry comes here to America. It's a new year in America. Nothing to fear in America. I've got these plans like my third cousin's wedding. Running a 5K, drinking less booze, seeing a concert, shopping for bedding, family reunion on a Disney cruise. Then suddenly COVID. It's day 16, going on 17, here in my quarantine. Staying at home and fixing dad's iPhone. Where is my pal Jim Beam? It's day 17, going on 18, just kicking back alone. On top, I'm dressed, waist down, I'm a mess, I'm ready to work from home. Hello, my name is Matt from work, and I would like to join you on this strange new thing called Zoom. Hello. My name is Zach from work, and please don't mind that I am in my childhood bedroom. Hello, my name is Ron from work, and please enjoy my background that looks like I'm on the moon. Ah. Hello, my name is... Hey, 
Hey, your audio's up. Oops, I was on mute. Hello. 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 Something has changed within me. Something's not the same. I'm sick of catching moths on my Animal Crossing game. I'm carving my own puzzles Out dancing my TikTok feed And next week I have big plans To make my own cheese I think that I'm losing my sanity It's clear that I'm losing my sanity I gotta leave this Creation, gotta get out of my seat. One neighbor walking toward me, I better cross the street. One cough, and suddenly people all stare at me. I swear it's just a tickle, it's Thing, just me and ten friends. You want to come with? What? Andrew, you okay, bud? And I am telling you, I'm not going. You're a fun guy, I can't deny, but I will not hang out inside. Outdoor party. We're just gonna go to a park or something. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, let's go. Okay, cool. Hey, whoa, what's going on? What day is it? November 3rd. Election! 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 The AP has called the race for Joe Biden, but President Trump says the election is far from over. You can throw a hissy fit and say this ain't the end. But the only thing that's running now is the hair dye on your friend. Cause we've all seen Steve Kornacki's board and it says you're not president. You can't stop the count. You can't stop the count. 
They just made a shot from Moderna. When 2020 started, it was supposed to be my year. So what happened? Took a shower once a month while trembling in fear. God, what happened? A virus that infects the entire world. What's so scary about that? I must trust that next year will be easier and that we'll have each other's backs. Then I'll finally get to go out And I'll let the whole world see my mouth I believe That next year will be better for all of us I believe That come next spring We'll get to hug our parents And I believe That we should listen to science And not believe drinking bleach is an actual medical cure 2021 Night of Stars. I love that Broadway interlude we just had. That was yeah. That fantastic. was uh, that was that's two of the best things I saw in satire. Yeah, um, uh, in just, the last two weeks. Yeah, I'll just back announce. Uh, the first one was uh, everybody's waiting for the man with a plan, which is based on a a fifties um, uh, pop song. Uh, everybody's waiting for the man with a bag, meaning Santa Claus. Uh, that was Laura Benanti. Uh, she's a Broadway star doing lyrics by Randy Rainbow. And Yay! it was just... Uh, watch the video if you can. And the second one, I love Andrew Rannells, Tony Award winner for Book of Mormon. And, of course, he did two of his songs in that break there with uh, yeah. Jimmy Fallon. And um, I think... And Jimmy Fallon... Let me tell you something. Jimmy Fallon, I, I was a big fan of Carson. Because I grew up watching him. Yeah. And I'll tell you, man, uh, I don't know about anything else, but all I can say is Jimmy Fallon is shits on Jay Leno from a great height. You know? Oh, yeah. It's just, he just does. I, 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 I had that, uh, you had Conan there, but Jimmy Fallon has that kind of thing. You're, you know, with Carson, you were always just uh, with your father or you with a, an uncle. Yeah. And with Jay Leno, you were like at, you're with some kind of sleazy guy you met at the track, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but Fallon can and be then, a lot and, of different things, yeah. 
I like Conan, but he was out of there, but sweet. But uh, then they gave it to Jimmy Fallon, and man, he has made that show his own. Yeah. And it's it's non-offensive, it's conservative by nature, but uh, he comes up with and some he has great good guests, stuff. Good guests as well, and good act, uh, good things like yeah. that, that uh, Broadway musical, uh, the musical of 2020. Um, yeah. And, and also, yeah. uh, Laura Benanti, if people don't know her, she always mm. she's always on um, Stephen Colbert. Uh, she does. She's the one who always does uh, Melania Trump. Melania, yeah, and she's just her impersonation <laughs> is spot she's on. She's fantastic, yeah. but she's actually a she Broadway singer. Um, so, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and there's an example of it. So, watch the video if you can. Okay, well, well, Randy, it's certainly rant time. I understand you've. Uh, I don't know. You got a chip on your shoulder. Or I have something. a big chip on my shoulder. <laughs> oh uh, my God! Well, you okay, better get Randy's it off. Okay, Randy's rant now. I'm ranting. Um, okay. Okay. You ready for this? I'm, I'm ready. Recording. Uh, Go. Okay. Um, have you ever seen? A, watched a fish die out of water? Uh, no. Flopping around, gasping for breath, or, or watched a train well, wreck? You just know it's coming, but you yeah. can't look away. Yeah. Do you like watching yeah. failure videos, you know, with some dude riding a skateboard down a handrail, slips and wraps yeah. his nuts around the post, you, or a wipeout surfing or a belly flop diving? Uh, yeah. This is known by a wonderful compound German word called schadenfreude. Oh, We've discussed okay. this before. It's, it's it interpreted as gaining pleasure from the misfortune of others. Oh, yeah, and, uh, you mean Trump uh, all the time? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right now, I think uh, it's become an industry. Uh, yeah. First, we had all the it funniest has. home videos, uh, but now the latest videos out of America are not very funny. They're Trump. No. The spray-on hair dye running down that sad clan Rudy, uh, sad clown <laughs> Rudy Giuliani's face. Or giving a press conference in the parking lot of the Four Seasons Gardening Center. No, you don't understand. That's funny. Yeah, they are funny. But the thing <laughs> is, is that they're failures. They're failures. But watching yeah. an entire political party self-destruct around Donald Trump is not schadenfreude. It's just really sad. But I'd like to play this song again okay. from a Broadway musical called Avenue Q. Um, it's the one with all the puppets like Muppets. Uh, and and live actors, and this is a song called Schadenfreude, and it's one of my favorites. Um, so it's this it's musical, why we're enjoying uh, why we're enjoying the failure. Of Donald why we're Trump. enjoying, in some sick way, yeah. we're enjoying it. So please, yeah, okay. please play this song, ladies and gentlemen, from Avenue Q, as a political statement, Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude, yeah. That too. Yeah. That too. Okay. Right now you are down and out and feeling really crappy. I'll see. And when I see how sad you are, it sort of makes me happy. Happy. Sorry, Nikki, human nature, nothing I can do. Yeah, I've been feeling that. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've got some wonderful words. Um, another one that's good for Trump is uh, Uh which is uh, 
a German a German compound word meaning a face that deserves to be punched. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, I I you know I just uh, any kind of suffering on this monster is too little. <laughs> just yeah. is too little. Uh, anyway, what is, else you got I, for I, us? I really don't. I really don't think he gets it. I don't think he gets it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What do you now, got for uh, us? Another thing is Trump is being urged from all quarters mm. to pardon himself and his family before he leaves office. Yeah. Now there's a big problem with that, and, and also Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. So uh, the, the the children and Trump. Uh, Melania is probably, uh, she doesn't need any, neither does Barron. Mm. But uh, he's being urged because they want to uh, block a witch hunt by Democrats once he leaves office. Um, mm. But the, tr- there's a big problem there, and I don't think he's really thought about it. Um, I mean, they usually uh, pardon a lot of people like uh, prisoners. He's just gone ahead and executed two people. Mm. Uh, so he's gone in the opposite direction. But these preemptive pardons have never happened before for a president. No, they, he can't and, do it. Yeah, well, it hasn't been tested in court. But another thing is, you can't pardon somebody that's actually not been convicted of a crime. Hmm. So he, he couldn't pardon himself unless he uh, and the kids and uh, Jared Kushner and uh, Rudy Giuliani actually admitted and were convicted of crimes. Well, what's going to happen? Do you think that's going to... Yeah. That's not going to happen. No, I don't think that's going to happen. What I think is going to happen, hopefully, is that uh, you've got to give Biden a bit of separation on on that. He's he's not going to want to go in and start 70 million people going batshit when he's in the middle of yeah. a plague. So what he's going to do is he's going to say, okay, fine, you know, we have no plans on the federal level yet, to go yeah. after him. But he knows full well that the state attorney general of New York has more than enough. Yeah. You know, that's why he's saying it. Oh. That's why he's saying, yeah. you know, we have no plans to do it. Don't get yeah. upset. Don't get angry. He's got no choice. He can't. He cannot manage the plague right now and go yeah. after the Republicans. And you crucify ha- Trump. Yeah. yeah, you have to go after them. But you, yeah. but you gotta, but the, you gotta get, you gotta write the ship first. But New York's also going after Kirshner. Mm. It's also going after I- I- Ivanka. Yeah. Um, you know, he says he's going to announce his run in ni- uh, 2024. Yeah. He'll be he'll be 79 years old. Right. Well, when, my, I don't think he'll do it. My secretary Juliet, which uh, she's kind of a Dela, she's my Della Street. Here at the Bill Show Studios. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she passed uh, yeah, me an yeah, article yeah. that uh, uh, evidently uh, Melania is uh, uh, looking for um, private schools in Florida. Uh, oh, yeah. But she's applying to apply its private schools where Trump would have to reveal his tax returns. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What's going on, Melania? <laughs> Yeah, good on you, sweetie. You know, take she, him for take him for what he's not worth. You know, uh, what do you want to bet? <laughs> what do you want to bet Rupert's behind it? You know, I really uh, do. I think. Uh, does he want he want her as his trophy wife after Jerry? <laughs> oh yeah, you know, yeah. I'm sure Jerry and Melania talk. So I mean, uh, get me out of here <laughs> No. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is a this is another one. Um, 
Trump gave an interview on the 30th of November, yeah. which is, what, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. When he asked, was asked about the pandemic, Trump said, and I quote, we're doing better than the rest of the world. We're doing better. Yeah. And I said, what? Yeah, right. Now, as of uh, Monday morning, uh, it's now uh, uh, Tuesday here, the U.S. has had 13 million confirmed cases. Yeah. And 270,000 deaths. Right. Now, that's uh, more than uh, a lot of wars, World War II. uh, It's almost as many as the Civil War, which is 300,000. Yep. Now, those are the most uh, in the entire world. Now, the director of the CDC, a man named Robert Redfield, has said such things as masks will be more effective right now than a vaccine. And that's another reason that Joe Biden is talking about 100 days of masks, you know, because there's all this 100 days of uh, the first 100 days of a president. Right. He's he's thinking he's going to do 100 days where everybody has to wear a mask. I hope they do it. Yeah. I know a lot of people are going to spit the dummy, but uh, spit the pacifier. They'll translate. But uh, so anyway, the death toll is over 3000. The the CDC guy said, unfortunately, He's extrapolated the figures that by the 1st of March, they are expecting the U.S. deaths to be 450,000. Jesus, man. 450,000 people dead in the U.S. by the 1st of March. And there are some people that still say it's a hoax. Well, no, I, I, you know, you, you literally do have to go after these people. Well, you do. They, their, their attempted coup and their support of it is done at the cost and, and you know, not passing assistance to people out yeah. there when the, the, this is happening, uh, you know, nine eleven every day and the Republican Party, as conspiring with Trump, uh, yeah. will not even give these people the assistance they need to live. And the, and the rich are getting rich and the poor are dying. Well, that's, you know, I mean, but it's the Republican Party. It's no one else. Mm. No one else. And I don't ever want to hear this kind of, oh, it's both sides. No, it's not both sides. It's not sad. I it's heard that on, on uh, yeah. I heard that on, um, well, Chuck Todd's a real kind of mm. <laughs> guy with that. And David Brooks likes to talk about both sides. Well, you know, the, mm. this dysfunctional politics. Yeah, but it's not. All of politics, it's dysfunctional. Okay. Yeah. Yes, there is a dysfunctional political People system don't in America. Die from politics, but yeah. the Republican Party has committed treason. They are attempting a coup in the United States of America during a plague, and they're stopping yeah. people from getting the aid they need to live. Yeah. To stop. It's the not both sides. <laughs> Yeah. Stop it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, this may not surprise you, but Donald Trump cheats. <laughs> no kidding. Um, at, gol- at golf. Does he really? <laughs> yeah. He promised he would, well, he's for a start, he says, I will not have time to play golf. Yeah. I'll be too busy. Yeah. But to date, he has spent 302 days on one of his own golf courses at the U.S. taxpayer's expense. That's 20% of his days as president 
Twenty percent has been golfing. He was golfing. Twenty percent has been golfing. Now that has cost the U.S. taxpayer millions. Oh, but he donates his salary to charity. It's that's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So what? Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's cost millions. He even charges Air Force One is three million dollars every time it takes off minimum, mm. and he charges the Secret Service accommodation and even cart cart fees when, while they follow him around when they're at his resorts. Yeah, and he forces the now, uh, Secret Service and the federal government to use his facilities yeah, at uh, yeah. at uh, a marked up so price. He's made millions. Yeah, no, he's by he's, scamming the U.S. for his golf. Yeah. Now here's this is this all comes from a chap called Rick Riley, mm-hmm. who's a Sports Illustrated uh, journo. Mm-hmm. He does the inside back page, um, and he's a golf writer. He's written a wonderful book called Commander in Cheat. Um, which has come out, and it is really, really funny. Yeah. Uh, talking about, he, he's played with Trump. Right. And Trump even tried to scam Tiger Woods, you know, by adding holes or, or, or dropping balls on the green or whatever. He just cheats. <laughs> he can't even be honest. Well, it's because there are no golf. refs in golf. You know, there are uh, no refs. <laughs> You know, I mean, if you go ahead and find your ball, it's kind of like an honor system. And yeah. lo and behold, Donald Trump, who's, <laughs> I mean, he's Trump stakes, man. He's the guy yeah. who sells you the card that doesn't work. That's all yeah. he is. He's a walking, you know. Trump stakes, Trump Airlines, Trump University. Yeah. Uh, Trump vodka. <laughs> yes. Hey, Shad. Even the Russians, That's even right. the Trump Russians vodka. wouldn't that drink it. That was fabulous. <laughs> Trump vodka. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, we've also got the election coming up in a month mm. uh, on the 5th of January in uh, Georgia. Yeah, which is for These all the, for the marbles. Se- this, is, this is for all the teddy bears on the top shelf. Yeah. This is it. Georgia is electing two senators. Mm. And at stake is the control of the Senate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, anyway, the two guys that are there, they're incumbent Republicans, mm. David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, mm. uh, are the textbook lying, cheating, grifting Republicans. Mm. They both sold, sold their shares when they were told by Donald Trump and bought into COVID safety gear at the same time. Oh, do you mean that they now, they bought shares? <laughs> Because they knew about the yeah. COVID shit before everybody yeah, else. Yeah. Well, that would yeah, be insider yeah, yeah, trading, yeah. Randy. That'd be, I don't know, against the law. Uh, yeah, but now they did it, and uh, so in another bit of Schadenfreude. Yeah. Uh, some Republican leaders have been telling Georgian voters to boycott the Senate election. Now. Oh, good. Has, has anybody thought of <laughs> thought that through? <laughs> I heard that, man. I said, yeah. "Oh, it was like it, you know." <laughs> You know, you, now, you, the people, you, you, yeah, the two people, yeah. you're, you're born you by the idiot and you die stupid. by the idiot. You know, I mean, seriously, yeah. man, <laughs> you cannot fix stupid. So the more people that stay away, the better it yeah. is for the two Democrats. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Now, Don't do it. One of them's a black minister, huh? a black church minister. Yeah, he's great. I saw them, him. Yeah. Uh, Raphael Warnock yeah. and John Ossoff, yeah. who's a, an investigative journalist. Yeah. Now that will be interesting in the uh, in in the Senate. You can get both. Uh, so uh, you can get both his debates 
the the yeah. primary debates. And speaking of those two candidates on YouTube, I suggest you have a look. Both yeah. of them are rather. And one of them, the other guy didn't show up. Yeah, Kelly Loeffler. Didn't yes, show I know, up but debate, but both so of them, he, both of them are he, very impressive. Yeah, he debated himself. He did. Yeah, which is great. So anyway, that's um, that's coming up on the fifth of January. Uh, two days away, we're forty-eight hours from the uh, the other important vote, which is the um, uh, electoral college, mm. uh, the U.S. fifteenth uh, of uh, December. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any doubt. No, it's it's um, it's they, not gonna it's not gonna change anything. It's just no, it's just how this whole to, uh, this whole Trump uh, end plan. What is he gonna do? You know. Well, listen, Brandy, uh, before we go, you did have uh, kind of a review th- that you had. Now, tell us about this thing that you found in the Boston Globe. Yes, from your hometown. Yeah, yeah. the Boston Globe, uh, Don uh, yeah. Alcoin is his name. He's actually their film and theater uh, critic in the Boston Globe. And he wrote this thing called The Trump Presidency. Reviewed uh, 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 the time to close the curtain on this dismal drama. So he's actually reviewed the Trump presidency as if it was a tragical, tragic play. <laughs> and it's very, very clever. A review of the Trump presidency. It is time to close the curtain on this dismal drama. If all the world really is a stage and all the men and women merely players... How would Donald Trump's White House tenure measure up as a work of theater? From its preposterous plot to its loony protagonist to its collection of too-weird-to-be-true supporting characters, the Trump presidency strains credibility to the breaking point. This unwieldy political drama stars one Donald J. Trump, whose ranting performance is so monotonously one-note that it brings to mind Dorothy Parker's crack about Catherine Hepburn. Miss Hepburn runs the gamut of emotions from A to B. Also, the orange-hued Trump really needs to have a heart-to-heart with his makeup artist. And his co-stars. Not since Cats has there been a creepier assemblage on stage. Rudy Giuliani, Lindsey Graham, Kellyanne Conway, Steve Bannon, Roger Stone... Kaylee McEnany, Bill Starr, Stephen Miller, Mike Pompeo, Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, and Donald Trump Jr. For sheer horror, the denizens and goings-on of Trump world rival the Grand Guignol. What's missing from the Trump presidency is a crucial ingredient of good drama. Someone to root for, or at least care about. That certainly isn't Donald J. Trump, who comes across as a man with no limits and no shame. Trump is so underdeveloped as a character that we have trouble understanding the motivations of his seemingly arbitrary actions, much less his appeal to others. I mean, we're supposed to believe that a man with the intellectual curiosity of a turnip and the temperament of a colicky infant could somehow rise to the most powerful position in the world. And that in the middle of a pandemic, he would publicly muse that maybe injecting disinfectants into the human body 
would help to fight against a lethal virus, and that 72 million people would nonetheless choose to give him another four years as the head of their government, even as that virus raged unchecked. <laughs> Talk about theater of the absurd. The curtain rises in Act 1 to reveal a sparsely populated stage that Trump noisily insists is filled to overflowing. A bigger cast than Hamilton, he claims. By the time the curtain closes at the end of Act 2, our protagonist is bleating that the entire evening has been rigged against him while attempting to pull off a preemptive coup. What unfolds in between is a deranged spectacle written, produced, and directed by Trump that is loaded with broadsides against Democrats, the media, and that nettlesome phenomenon known as reality. It's clear throughout that Trump wants us to see his protagonist the way King Lear saw himself, as a man more sinned against than sinning. But the dialogue in the Trump presidency is too wooden and repetitive to be persuasive, whereas we are moved by Lear's desperate plight as that embottled monarch howls on the heath, blow winds and crack your cheeks. Trump generates nothing but wind. Scene after scene in the Trump presidency shows the star bellowing at mask-free rallies that this, that, and the other things is a disgrace or a disaster or very unfair. You sit there in the audience thinking uh, that, good Lord, man, avail yourself of a thesaurus. It's as if Trump is determined to validate Philip Roth's description of him as wielding a vocabulary of 77 words that is better called jerkish than English. To be fair, the Trump presidency did fulfill one requirement of compelling theater, that something significant must be in, at stake. In this case, democracy. So there are some cliffhanger thrills and chills along the way. Trump does manufacture plenty of conflict, a core component of drama. But as both writer and director, he lacks any sense of base or, or much instinct for coherent storytelling. Because the cascade of events in the Trump presidency is so hectic and unmodulated, with one bizarre plot twist quickly followed by another, and then another, and then another, gives the audience little time to breathe, must less absorb the newest developments. A hallmark of tragedy is that you feel a sense of loss at the protagonist's downfall. That makes a tragic hero tragic. In, is that he, what makes a tragic hero tragic is that he has the potential for either goodness or greatness. But because Trump has neither, the Trump presidency is best understood as a tragic comedy. If you doubt the comic part, I have two words for you, four seasons. Slotting into the category is not to downplay the nightmarish toll of the Trump years. After all, George Bernard Shaw, who knew a thing or two about the matter, once described tragic comedy as a much deeper and grimmer entertainment than just tragedy. And the eminent critic and scholar Eric Bentley, 
wrote in his indispensable The Life of the Drama that the function of the comic element in tragic comedy is the exact opposite of comic relief, since it makes the tragic darkness grow still darker. During the Renaissance era, when the term tragic comedy first came into general use, its defining quality was, in the view of 20th century philosopher Susan Langer, tragedy averted. Bentley updated that formulation, writing that a principal type of tragic comedy in the modern era could be defined as tragedy transcended. Tragedy transcended. Yes, that may be about the best we that might be about the best we can hope for America. At the moment, however, the producer and star of the Trump presidency is refusing to post the closing notices, even as the theater is being prepared for the Biden restoration. Clearly it's time to say to Trump and all of his miserable co-stars, in the words of Lady Macbeth, stand not upon the order of your going, but go at once. Wow, man, that was real Shakespearean and stuff. <laughs> oh, don't I make a great, great Lady Macbeth? Uh, you did. spot. Don't, don't, don't work out how you're going to go. Just get the fuck out of here. You sound like if John Hausman had a podcast. I, that's who I was thinking, John Hausman. Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is uh, John Hausman. I had a friend who was in the paper The theater needs chase. you. I'm going off to sell Volvos. Yeah. Um, Do you remember um, the paper chase? Yeah, I do. Tim Bottoms um, played the. You student. knew Tim Bottoms in L.A. Didn't yeah, you? well, in Santa Barbara, we were all, the whole Bottoms family. I actually worked. Yeah. With, I worked with Joe a couple of times. Yeah. Um, anyway, the uh, that's another life. But, I, lo- uh, I love going over your your past brushes with greatness. It oh, always please gives me don't, happiness. Please don't. <laughs> I, I did meet Dalton Trumbo though at um, the. Uh, you can't help yourself. The sneak preview of Johnny Got His Gun, which was um, Tim's, yeah, yeah, Tim's yeah. first movie. Thank you, dear boy. Yeah. Uh, you must tell me of that meeting some other time. Yeah. Okay, get out. Get out, ladies and you gentlemen. Worked, you worked with. Uh, um, no one. Laura Lind- uh, Lindley. Other than yeah. my. Uh, Laura Lindley, yeah, yeah, she's hot. She's hot. Who? Laura Linney? Yeah. She was 18. She was like a kid, man. We were both kids. She's not now, but she's hot. She's a Oh, she always... Laura Linney was uh, singularly the person that I saw before she was big, and you just knew it. Yeah, but that's... You just knew it. You couldn't take your eyes off her on stage. She had it, yeah. Yeah, it's just it. I mean, some people just... Have it, you know. Yeah. Uh, That's enough and, of that. Uh, Let's get out of here. Enough of that. Thanks so much. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoy the show. Thank you, we listener, get for listening. Can I finish? Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning into our show. We hope you enjoy us uh, every two weeks. And uh, if you do, if you do, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just uh, remember to, uh, you know, uh, like us. And to uh, uh, basically leave a comment uh, if you can, because uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, well, we leave are putting us a ten thousand dollar tip like you did at the uh, yeah, the, do that. The, uh, Carl Junior for that <laughs> yeah. uh, waitress that was sexy. No one's no one's going to live as a ten thousand dollar tip. We've never gotten paid a dime for this, you know. Nor do I expect. You liked my comment. This is an expensive hobby. 
This is an expensive hobby. Yeah. But listen, guys, uh, we love going through the political wilderness with you every two weeks. Oh, and we don't, uh, and we live a trail of breadcrumbs or stones, or and we never, yeah, find whatever. Our, we never find our way out. Yeah, don't find our way out. <laughs> listen, uh, we'll see you. We'll see you before Christmas, guys. I uh, hope you're having a, a good holiday period. Stay inside. Stay safe. Bernie, the uh, socialist dog, Bernie Sanders, the socialist dog, yeah. is waving goodbye. Yeah, wait, wait, as wear, well wear as a mask. Randy. Wear a mask. In, wear a mask. Okay, so long, guys. Be well. Love you. Love your work. Bye, Billy. Bye, Randy. Hey, everybody. Got a favor to ask. Shut the fuck up and put on your mask. Shut the fuck up. throw God's wonderful breathing system out the door. Shut the fuck up and put on your mask. If you say they're killing people, then you're dead, dead wrong. I really shouldn't even have to write this song. If you trust Trump, you can kiss my ass. And shut the fuck up and put on your mask. Everybody! Shut the fuck up.